hey co-workers i hope you're enjoying the podcast and thank you for supporting us every week we greatly appreciate it so we did add a bonus clip at the end of this episode from our patreon so if you do enjoy the five minute clip you can definitely listen to the full episode on the patreon this is going to be episode two and thank you again for supporting us and i hope you enjoy bye guys as a man, it's okay. My brother, if you gay, you gay. We understand. All it takes is one time. It's like the black. If you black in America, all but you need why is, one is it? Why is it one time though for guys? Because you're talking about how with women, a woman can try a other woman, right? Like mm-hmm. sexual interactions with another woman and not be considered gay or lesbian. But with okay. a guy, it's not the same. Why is it not the same from your perspective? Yo, yo, yo. What up, what up? What's good, y'all? Why you always say your favorite favorite? Because that's me. I've been saying that since Channel Aaron back in the day. You know, that was that was Snapchat days. Okay. All right. Well, welcome <laughs> back, guys, to another episode of the We Outside After Work podcast. I am your co-host. Well, your host with the most is Okay. Well, since you the host with the most, I'm your favorite, favorite. I'm Aaron. What's up, y'all? Good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening. How y'all doing? What's up? So just so you guys know, we are recording in a different setup today. So we are on Zoom because of some shit that went down last week. So let's give a rundown of what happened. (laughs) First off, we recorded on, we were scheduled to record on Friday. But it was mm-hmm. this fucking wildfire somewhere in South Jersey. So they shut down the entire parkway in South Jersey for like 30 miles. That's now, why you, that's what happens when you live in the woods. There's but see, that's a dedication. That's a dedication for the We Outside at the Work podcast. That I take a two-hour drive to get there on time. And I left early. Yeah. Don't worry, guys. We were, we were scheduled <laughs> for 9 a.m., guys, in the morning on a Friday, okay? Like, I literally was up... I had a bathing suit under my clothes because mm-hmm. I was going to the beach right after. So Aaron hit me up and was like, oh, there's traffic and there's fog. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, maybe we could push the time back. Then he's like, actually, they shut down the parkway. I think there's a forest. Over there. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> and I'm it, like, what the fuck? When I, when I tried to get on the road, because I did some illegal shit, because, you know, I'm like James Bond when it comes to getting where I need to get. So I illegally got onto the, the to the parkway off of a rest stop. So I'm like, I bet I'm on the highway. I'm good. I'm starting to see these signs and shit. It's like red um, caution signs on the highway. I ain't never seen these before. They like dial 411. Like, man, whatever. I ain't dialing shit. So I'm starting to drive and shit. And all of a sudden, I'm like, yo, it's there must be some fog out. This motherfucker, the sun is beaming through the fog. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm struggling to see, but I'm all right. Next thing I know. I can't see shit. So I called the motherfucker. He's like, yo, I'm going to need you to get off the highway because it's been a forest fire for the next 30 miles. The picture that you sent me, there was nobody on the road. Zero. That's why I was like, he could drive through this. Like, what? <laughs> but nah, he was like, at that point, see. And you was breathing that in, right? Like, yeah, at that point, I'm breathing the, the damn smoke in. I'm like, yo, I, I'm a really like risk taking type of person. But I'm like, nah, I got to kind of like live. Like, yeah, I like, I love y'all. I love my coworkers. Take care of. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I, re- I really want to record crazy. this podcast because we got some shit to say. But it's like, yes. I, I couldn't I couldn't do it. 
Right, which is fine. So this is the setup for today. Aaron's in his place. I'm in my place. We got wine. I'm running out of wine. I got to actually yeah, switch some? this. No, I'm switching mine to tequila and pineapple juice when oh, I'm done with that's, this. That's a yeah. switch. Because I don't have enough or any more wine left. So, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I just I just want to give a shout out because this is my check-in. You know, when me and Dana do a, a episode solo, dolo, we like to so do a check-in. But um, yeah. I actually received this bottle of wine from um, one of my associates at my job. I'm transferring locations now. So it was a very eventful week for me, um, just dealing with mm-hmm. being loved as a boss. Like, I, I know a lot of us, we experience like that boss that we fucking hate. But <laughs> it was it was a lot of love shown. Uh, people was doing their best to make me cry. I ain't cry, though. Um, not that I'm opposed to crying, but, you know. It, it makes you feel good to know you leaving a place in good hands and, the, right. and all these people, they, they value, they respect you, they regard you. So, you know, shout out to my team. Um, it's all love forever. Um, they like my second extended family. So um, I'm a miss. Shout out to the team. If y'all watching. We got a couple of watches. Visit him at the new store. Like how no, don't, don't visit me. Don't visit me, y'all. Damn. So do you really like love them? <laughs> I do, visit. but I don't. Nah. They they like, yeah, can can you come to like our children's birthday parties and can we go out for drinks? I'm like, you nope, that's fraudinization. I'm like, that's fraudinization. I can't do it. I'm it a, I'm don't a, count no more if you don't work there. Yes, it but I work for the company, so it still count. But it was this one okay. one older woman, this older woman. She's like, Oh, I'm just gonna miss giving you hugs. When I tell you, I get sexually harassed at this place every single day. Like, me too. Why don't you, you know report I mean? it? Because she old. You know, I ain't going to do that. Oh, so it's lady. okay because she's old. Yeah, it's okay. Like, I, I, I could take it. I'm a big boy. I can handle it. Now, okay, she was so like, it's not it's, sexually harassed then. No, it's sexually harassed. You're it's not reporting it. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> All right. So you want me to do my check-in? Mm-hmm. Okay. So first and foremost, this weekend has been long as fuck for me. So from Friday to yesterday till today, Friday, we were supposed to do the podcast. We didn't. So I went to the beach to relax. But I felt like the beach was kind of rushed because I did have an event at King University. I had to be at at 536 and there was traffic. So went to Asbury Park Beach and then- Who goes there? A lot of people, actually. <laughs> yeah, like, it was packed. And it was actually really nice. So um, I went with Kayla and Lex. Shout out to y'all. And we got... I got back to my place at, like... I don't want to give details of the timing because I was running late to the event. And I don't know who watches this. But <laughs> anyway, um, when I got to the event, I had to, like... I put on this wig. Like, I got this new little asymmetric wig that I'm wearing right now. So I wore those on Friday. And I had to wear all black and like pearls and stuff because that's like what the organization wears. So that's like our uniform. I had to park illegally because there was no parking. Get there and they're in the middle of like serving the food. So I got there in time for food. So I was happy about that. Um, but it was a good time though. Like it was a great event. Gave out awards to, um, I believe it was high school girls who were graduating and who were doing a lot within their community. So it's nice to see. And then yesterday, which was Saturday, I fell away about this. So we had a editor. Let me not do air quotes. <laughs> 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 That's kind of fucked up. But this editor reached out to me 
because she found my Instagram and then saw we had a podcast. So she wanted to use our podcast as the editor's choice section for June, like the week of, like the first week of June. So I had a call with her Friday morning and she's like, oh, this is the template of what to do. And you have 48 hours to fill this out and submit it to me so that I can post it for June 5th. So I'm like, okay, no problem. Like she literally made it seem like it would be like two seconds. Come to find out that I'm actually writing the article for us. And mm -hmm. each section had to be a minimum of, I think it was like a thousand characters. Mm -hmm. So like 8,000. So that's about like 700 words per section. Well, I no, you go ahead. no, you go. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm literally writing this fucking article for our podcast, which takes me four hours to do <laughs> on Saturday morning up until the I afternoon. Helped. Did I you? Gave you a quote? Yeah, I gave you a quote. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it was just exhausting. And that was my Saturday for the most part. And then today, did leg day, had my class, my marketing class. And then I cleaned and mopped and swept my floor, cooked dinner for the laundry, and now I'm here. Yeah, my yeah. my weekend was it wasn't as eventful from a from a like a work perspective, but mm -hmm. I had family shit just all weekend. Basketball here. Um, I had went to my job and wrote thank you letters for the first three hours of my day, and then Damn, my God, that's started. a lot of letters. It was it was a lot of letters. Um, I didn't give one to everybody, so. Sorry. Um, I, I did my godson's <laughs> birthday party. I did a lot of driving and then I had to wake up and do it all again the next morning. I was just like mentally, mm -hmm. physically exhausted. Um, also copped a little bit of an attitude last night. Um, I was, I was you with an attitude. Yeah, I was a little snappy because uh, I was just exhausted. You mm -hmm. know, like like sometimes when shit bothers me, instead of just allowing shit to just move on. Um, if you catch me in a moment, like Nashima seems to always do, bless her heart, <laughs> love it at death, bless her heart. Um, I got a little snappy, so um, this is a public apology for my uh private mishap. So you know, forgive me for that. But mm -hmm. you know, it's it's good to be able to finally have somebody to express yourself to. But at the same time, I don't want her to be a punching bag for for the shit that I avoid. You know, mm -hmm. that's not fair. You know, that's a little toxic on my part. So you know, I'm toxic. trying to I'm trying to work on that. Okay. Well, you know, first step is always acknowledgement and acceptance for change. So um, I would say for me at this moment in time, I do feel like for the check-in piece, like I do feel accomplished because I've got a lot of shit done over the weekend. Mm -hmm. But when you think about it, does accomplish also equate to happiness? For me, I feel like there's like a blurred line there. Like mm -hmm. my happiness does mean that like, all right, I'm being productive and filling my time with a lot of shit. And I was having a conversation with somebody who wanted to actually go on a date yesterday or today. I don't remember, but it just didn't work for my schedule. Like I just mm -hmm. had shit I needed to get done. And they were like, they were like, well, what does a day of you like not doing anything look like? And I was like, well, this is my day to like do stuff for myself and for like my personal life where I'm not working during the week. So mm -hmm. I don't see the stuff that I'm doing as like work. It's just like it has to get done because who else is going to do it? Mm 
Mm-hmm. And then when it is done, I do feel relaxed and like, okay, I can check all this shit off of my list. But then it's like, it does build anxiety as well. So oh, it's like I, a weird dynamic. That's why it's important for people to understand each other versus trying to impart their own ideologies into you, right? The question that this individual asked you was the wrong question, right? The, what does relaxation look to you or whatever it is that you said? Mm-hmm. Like what he should have been focused on was, okay, after you accomplish all the things that you set out to accomplish, what is there, What is it that I can do to further uh, ha- ha- help you be happy? Right. I like instead that. of yeah. instead of trying to make you happy his way, we need to start making people happy the way that they want to be happy. Like, I, felt that's the, the... I felt like very like on guard when he said that, mm-hmm. because it's like. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't his intention to judge me, but I felt judged because it's like, well, like, is this mm-hmm. relaxing to you? And it may not be that for you because you're an outside person mm-hmm. looking in. But for me, it's like I need to get it done and then I'll feel more relaxed. But but I, I, I also think say, that's why. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say a lot of people do that. You know, like they'll like no one really asks is like, okay, what can I do to help the situation mm-hmm. or like let me know when you're free to talk and shit like that. Like most people don't necessarily respond like that. Mm-hmm. I was literally so. having the same exact conversation with my own girl, um, because she had called me on my way to uh, Jaden's game, mm-hmm. and it was basically like. A lot of people offer advice. A lot of people do that unsolicited shit when it's like, with all due respect, if I need it, I'll ask for it. I don't necessarily want you to just jump in and try to help me because I don't want the help right now. Like help is not something you're just supposed to offer, right? Like granted, if it's a burning building, should you jump into a burning building? Well, I don't necessarily, yeah. Mm, Okay, that's different. Yeah, exactly, it's different. It's It's a dire situation. I don't need right. to jump unless in for something you, minimal. Unless you know the person that's in the burning building and you're like, oh my God, I care about them and love them. So I need to go rescue them. Then that makes sense. But if it's like a random person and it sounds fucked up, but like, are you going to go, <laughs> go in that building and rescue that person? Are you going to risk your life for Me a burning personally, building? Me personally, I would. I would. Okay. Okay. Well, that's your personal decision. I'm not, um, I'm but not back, back to the point though, for me, it's, it is kind of hard to ask for help, but it depends on what I'm asking for help for. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm telling you, we're having a conversation and I'm telling you all of these things that I have to get done. And let's say one of them is like, um, oh, I need to go to the store to pick this certain thing up or whatever. And if you offer like, oh, hey, like I'll have it sent to your house or like I could pick it up for you. To me, that goes a long way than me having to, come out and say like oh hey can you help me with this because i know that i'm gonna always get it done Mm -hmm. and depend on myself so i think that's where my my dynamic is but that might be why a lot of men get a little intimidated by the independent woman quote unquote and no we don't have to but not that they should be intimidated by independent woman i think that we still don't have enough data on how men should respond to it that we're still fucking up, that we're still trying to like navigate through the spaces and not offend y'all while at the mm-hmm. same time trying to be a helpmate, trying to do the proper things to protect and provide. Um, and I think that's what men yeah. tend to struggle. 
And I don't want to make this a male versus woman and masculine and feminine energy conversation. Because mm-hmm. women but... are shit. <laughs> okay, you say this on a podcast. We got be a lot of female listeners. But from my perspective, like I'm always talking about me, not in general sense, because people always get in their feelings when you tend to group everybody together. Allegedly. So from <laughs> allegedly, right? We just had another reel that went crazy, and so I actually had to limit the comments for that one because I put it now so that people that we follow and follow us can comment. That's another thing, but anyway. So back to my point. Mm-hmm. I would say for me, I don't. Mm, I think it depends on who is trying to offer help to me like if I am not really interested in somebody and we're just having regular conversation if you ask to help in any way shape or form I'm probably not gonna take it but can I ask if you this I question? am hold on but if I am interested in you and then you say like, oh, hey, do you need help with this? I'm going to say yes. But that also makes me more interested because that shows me that I don't even have to ask, you know. So I've been have, having these conversations with people about platonic male relationships. Right. Um, Speaking of, was- um, Yvonne, he was on episode. Mm-hmm. What episode was that? I don't know. the, number. the July, January 1st episode. I know that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, episode. he he came by to like do something around my apartment that I needed done, mm-hmm. and that was strictly platonic. It was right. like a guy friend I hit up. He was in in the area, came by, we talked, and then he left, and that was but, that. But isn't isn't it simple for a platonic friend to be able to do things when you know there is no intentions behind it? Mm-hmm. So, a lot of people are struggling to to make friends with men, especially as they're going through these dating processes. I think uh, tonight's conversations was having something and they were talking about you don't need no man that's going to come into your life that's going to be a player and just want to, you know, X, Y, Z. Every man that you interact with should only be a man that's for your future. And I think that's so misguided. That don't even make sense. That's what they be saying, you know. That don't make sense because... About the women. (laughs) It doesn't make sense because Every man, like I'm speaking from my perspective, which is a woman's perspective, every man that you run into is not going to be your husband. And mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you're automatically going to build a, a, a romantic connection with them. So to me, it's it's usually who I'm interacting with. Like if I think somebody is cute and I'm interested in getting to know them, then automatically like I'm going to have that in the back of my mind, like, okay, the more I'm talking to you, like, I'm starting to like you, and I'll let that be known. But if, if somebody... it's... Go ahead, I'm sorry. I was going to say, but if it's a guy who I'm not necessarily interested in, and you can tell when a guy is, like, trying to flirt with you or do too much, it's your job, I feel like, to set that boundary. And if they do get close to it, just say, like, hey, I'm not really looking for for that from you so like you know i literally just want a friendship i think it's more so the communication that people again usually not um do at the end of the day y'all just communicate be able to talk to each other make sure intentions are clear you don't even have to set boundaries if you set proper intentions you know and Mm -hmm. i think that's where that's where a lot of things get misconstrued 
Um, it's, uh, but I also go on, go on. I don't want to make this man a woman, but a lot of women <laughs> do. A lot of women do mistake what a man is telling them for what they want from a man. Yes. And, and I think I can agree really a thousand percent that. for that. Yeah. Like if, if I'm telling you that, hey, I just want to be friends, um, we could kick it. That don't mean, okay, eventually he'll want to be my husband. Like, no, mm -hmm. listen to people Guys the first know. time they tell you. Like, they literally know from, like, I don't want to say the first, maybe sometimes it is the first time they meet a woman, but usually after, I want to say, either a couple weeks or a couple months, and I've seen scenarios where guys have said, like, yo, I knew that this woman was going to be my wife. Mm -hmm. Like, they have said it on, I'm watching some show on um Peacock. It's called Summer Something. I never know the name of these fucking shows. But anyway, it's this group of elite Black friends who are in Martha's Vineyard for the summer, and they have, like, a summer house. Oh, I think so, I've seen that. It's a, it's, that shit is stupid. I've seen yeah, that. Nashima okay. was watching that the other day. I'm on episode two. I just like it's like, it. it's like Flora Ben Mashore or something like that. Nah, it's not. I should point. ask her. <laughs> but it is a little ratchet. Anyway, um, the two, the one married couple, that's one of the things like the husband said. He was like, I knew after like six months that she would be my wife, blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, to get back to the point, I think the women who do tend to be like, oh, you know, let me stick around just in case he changes his mind. Like that's more so delusional on their part because it's like, why are you sticking around waiting for someone one who already told you like they're not necessarily interested in you like that? And I've actually been in that situation mm -hmm. a couple of years ago. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, like now thinking back to it from like a more mature standpoint, obviously I'm kind of like, what the fuck was wrong with me? But someone did come out and say like, listen, I see you as like a friend kind of thing. And I like them more. Mm -hmm. So I was playing it in my mind as to like, all right, well, you know, maybe things could change at one point, but ultimately I had to cut it off. I don't really think that y'all be wrong though. I think y'all be on something. Your instincts are telling you the right things. I just think the clock be ticking. Like, yeah, I, I can only wait but so long. It be ticking, but it's like, why are you waiting for one particular person who already told you what it was? Like, you can't be you can't fall in love with the potential of something that's not even there. Mm -hmm. That's why I say just love multiple people and then you'll be all right. When they finally come around, then they'll come around. So yeah. see everybody's happy. Was you that a train? That train? <laughs> yeah. You hear that? <laughs> I'm like, you just went blank. Like, oh that shit is outside. You got somewhere to be. Nah, but why does it mm. say time left? Do you see that? Nope. What the fuck? What is that? Why did it it says like time left to record? Mm -hmm. But see. you can record multiple times. You can add it to the video multiple times, right? I don't know. This is the first time I'm doing it. Yeah, if you use um, what's to call it, iMovie. I don't know if that's what you use, but you could probably add multiple videos so oh yeah i know how to do that but i'm saying for zoom i guess we can start it again yeah, yeah okay all right well let's get into the first topic of the night which the is first topic first topic of the night <laughs> <laughs> having a deadline to start a family and getting married and is mm. that different 
than career goals. Why or why not? So I'm I'll let you, you start. No, no, no. You don't, oh, you okay. don't have children. You don't have children. So I want you to go. I want you to tell me what you think. Okay. Okay. So I feel like I'm a little weird because I don't want to say weird. I don't want to use that word. I'm definitely an anomaly because mm-hmm. growing up, I want to say probably like early 20s and in college, I had friends who like, they knew when they wanted to get married. They knew when they wanted to have kids. Like they kind of had a timeline of shit mapped out. And when things didn't work out, like they were in like a little bit of a depressive state Mm -hmm. and like trying to figure out their life and do X, Y, Z. When we would have these conversations, I would always think like, yo, I don't have a deadline for this. Like I don't have a deadline when I want to get married. I don't have a deadline when I want to have children at that point, like, I didn't even know if I wanted kids, but now I feel more comfortable with like the thought of it. So I would say for me, I mean, obviously there's a biological clock, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, like, because of that, I'm not going to rush it and not spend the time getting to know somebody. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just how I feel personally. And when it comes to career goals, I do have deadlines for that in particular only because, and I just read something earlier today on Instagram. It was like, if the average expectancy of life is usually around like uh, 75 or 80, how can you say that 50 is middle-aged when it comes to working? Yeah. But like when you're working and if you're retiring at like 65, you're you don't have that much time left so that's not necessarily middle age Mm -hmm. so if you're doing it based off like actual facts of when people you know pass away middle age is like 36 but i'm gonna give you a different perspective on that the middle age concept because i i do agree um it's where do we think we're gonna end up right like before we retire do we feel like we're gonna be at a certain um dollar amount because that should mean like, oh, we should be half of that by the time that we're 30 something. I don't think that's the way that you should look at it. I mm-hmm. think everything is gradual, right? Um, the gradual is better than the sudden. As we continue to grow and grow and grow and grow, we'll get there. Um, and that same thing works with the family. I think a lot of time we just try to do everything so suddenly. We want to meet somebody, we want to immediately get to know them, immediately love them, and then boom, we got kids. Mm-hmm. But that's not how that's not how any of this should work. Right. Everything should everything should be a little bit more calculated. Um, we should really get to know each other personally. We should really get to know our jobs personally. If you don't leave a job like I just left mine, then that means something is wrong, right? It's supposed to be heartfelt. It's supposed to be something endearing and caring. Same thing goes for a family. See, right? when I left my previous jobs, like they there was this one particular job that I had two jobs ago. Mm-hmm. And it was my last day and they had like a whole like cake, right? They had like two cakes mm-hmm. or whatever. And it was in the conference room and it was a surprise. And when I walked in, like there was just a whole bunch of people that I didn't really fuck with. So they were all like, I don't know. It just felt real forced and fake. Or they, they was like upset that I was leaving and I'm looking around like, I don't even fuck with y'all like that, but okay. So but now for change me, it I if never... that was real. Right. But I'm saying for me, and it could be the way I grew up where I told you I moved around a lot and I went to a bunch of elementary schools. So change to me is not that big of a deal, like mm-hmm. adapting to new work environments. 
So leaving one job, it was never like super emotional to me just because I already had that kind of like change at such a young age, like a constant change of things. So um, yeah, now like you have like different ways to communicate with people. So it's like, if this job isn't working for me and I'm getting paid more somewhere else with like better benefits, then to me, it's not a problem. Like it's not a hard, like, oh my God, I'm changing jobs. Mm-hmm. So, Does that same yeah. thing work in relationships for you? I'm just saying. You asking the questions. <laughs> that's that's how it sounds. It sounds like you no, know I'm so no, I'm so used to no. moving around. No, not like that. That's not by the case. Way. Yeah, not like that. But for me, relationships. Sorry, this is like it gets loud and low, like it's stupid. But I would say for me, with relationships, it is different, like totally different, because my emotions are actually involved with this. Mm-hmm. So because it does take me time to usually like like somebody, when I do get to that point where like things are ending, to me it does feel. What are you laughing at? Because I got a thought in my head. I'm a, I'm gonna let it out. I'm gonna let it out. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, but for me, like relationships <laughs> are different, and yes, it does affect me emotionally. And I do got feelings. So I'm laughing because I think our chemistry is like, it's odd. It's uncanny. Like, I can't explain it because we didn't really, we didn't talk too much before we started recording this. This wasn't a a pre-existing thought that I had in my head and like, oh, I'm springing on a podcast. This is just our conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. My entire adulthood, I saw relationships in the same way that I saw jobs, right? Every job that I had, it was like, oh, I, I do a great job at these jobs, but they never work. I find a way to fuck it up, right? Mm. Um, and I can like never get to fired? a... Pro- yeah, okay. like something happens. Something happens and I fuck the job up. Um, yeah. And then I never could get promotions at jobs. And like, I felt like relationships and relationships, you progress and you get promoted in these relationships, whether it's the boyfriend, mm-hmm. to husband, uh, to living to, with each other, like whatever the case may be, you have like mile markers. And right. I used to always like compare relationships two jobs so hearing us talk about it it's just like like a full circle moment for me because Mm -hmm. that's what love is love is a job like I know it might not seem like such but it requires you to go through these steps to go through the trials and tribulations to get through those promotions and eventually to get to retirement where y'all just chilling in the sunset right I agree but like as like a job to me I don't necessarily like yes relationships are something you have to work at daily Mm -hmm. but working at a relationship and actually working at a job to me are two different things because at the job I'm working with people who outside of this job I would never run into like we would never have conversation we would never really like relate and see each other on a daily basis if it wasn't for this job and the person that I'm with like I want to spend time with this person so not all the time time, but like for the most part like i'm choosing to spend my time with them so with a job it's like okay if i find something better i'm not going to think twice because like i don't have emotional ties to jobs like i truly don't regardless of like how great i know a lot of people actually do Mm -hmm. like that's why a lot of people stay at jobs even when they know it's time to leave it for um like five to ten years 
mm-hmm. and there's no type of promotion or nothing. I just want to make sure the shit stays recording because it says one minute left. Um, and I don't want to miss any of the conversation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's just like how I feel. Like it, it's totally different for me. Yeah, and, for me. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say to bring it back to the deadlines with careers, the reason why I think there should be some type of deadline just because I, for the most part, don't want to have a corporate job up until I'm like 65. Like I want to find something that works for um, me and as far as like the income where I don't have to wait that long to have my freedom back. Because to mm-hmm. me, time is everything. Um, it is June. And um, every year we have like Breast Cancer Awareness Month is in October. Black History Month is in February. And Pride Month is in June. Um, and June has become very, very problematic for a lot of corporations. Um, I'll specifically mm-hmm. say Target because that's where um, I'm Target. familiar with. We all love Target. Target is one of the, the most peaceful places on this planet. But <laughs> we have... Our good old friends, conservative Americans, continuing to make things more difficult than they have to be. So mm-hmm. um, they're trying to cancel Pride. Uh, Pride, for those who don't know, is a celebration for the LGBTQIA, BC. I know it's funny. Just say plus. LGBTQ plus. I just say plus. I'm an ally to to the community. You know, um, yes, my, my previous... Are. My previous coworkers, I called them my queer peers. You know, like um, I, I have nothing but love and respect for the gay community, um, all of them. You know, it, it's it's things that we might not understand, and it's conversations that should be had, not hate. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they're doing is they recognize that I think one of the targets had this thing where it was a bathing suit that was for a, a transgender individual who got their penis removed. I guess it says something about protect the tuck or something like that. Oh, that's or, not getting their penis removed. That's like what, tucking it Tucking in. it. Whatever the case may be, you know, I'm yeah. not, again, I'm not too familiar. So it's all alleged conversations. You know, we just trying to understand. But it's people all over the country that, that are like boycotting and affecting like the stock on businesses like Target and Nike. And I believe it was like Discover. Um, just a lot of people who are in support of Pride Month. So, you know, how do you feel about that? Um, just with the whole thing with that happened with Target. So I was listening to The Breakfast Club because that is one of my favorite podcasts. So they were talking about how Target did have a lot of the Pride stuff in the kids section. It was like right by the kids section. Mm-hmm. And that um i guess the bathing suit to tuck your mm-hmm. penis in was actually for kids mm-hmm. um and they were saying so i think jess hilarious was on the episode too and she was just saying how like that's a little much for children so i don't necessarily want to speak on that just because like i don't really have like i don't have thoughts about it like to me mm-hmm. I am definitely an ally, but I don't care that much as to like what people are doing within their homes. Like it's truly not hurting anybody, right? Mm-hmm. Like being a part of that community. So I don't necessarily like overthink about it, but I just don't understand the outrage. Like that's yeah. the piece that is crazy. And speaking of fake outrage, that's actually what usually happens with our posts on reels. So mm-hmm. 
Um, we did mention that um, real about the social security cards that did reach that $1.3 million, million, million views. And it was just a lot of hate in the comments where like people, they, they stuff that they don't necessarily understand or don't know too much about, they automatically feel triggered and they have mm -hmm. to, you know, say certain shit that like is unnecessary. So we had another real. Or they'll like try to over communicate like they know better than us because yeah. they might. Like so their their point of view is like the ultimate point of view, and anything outside of that is fucking wrong. So we had a mm -hmm. reel where we talked about Zalian's experience, like being in Florida and that whole book banning thing. Like that is an actual thing going on, but we just keep having a lot of people who disagree in the comments, mm -hmm. and then now it makes us look like okay, the stuff that we're saying is invalid. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because with social media, like the first thing people do after reading or seeing a post is they go to the comment section. So if you have a comment section that's like, oh, this is wrong information and everybody's saying that, but we have more people who like the video because they usually agree to it. You're not really looking at the likes, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and me personally, I don't I don't necessarily want to get into like these random debates with random people. Right. Because honestly, a lot of people have a perspective that deserves to be heard, whether I agree with them or not. Like one of the individuals, they came into the comments respectfully to me um, and we had a discussion. We had a dialogue about it. And it's like, you know what? I understand where you're coming from. I don't think the vitriol is worth what you're giving it. Like, I think mm -hmm. you might be reacting a little too strongly. I also understand where you're coming from, because maybe this book does not need to be in a children's uh, library or whatever the case may be as an example but it's 350 books being banned do you have a, a 350 examples of why they should be banned or what right. not right so give me that if you want to argue with me give me some information everyone is telling us all the time like do your research why don't you insight yeah. no and, not um, even yeah right and i did put a few of the um actual credible websites in the mm -hmm. comments but a few of them, I feel like, are fake accounts, like Finstas, where people will go on because they don't want to use their actual account just mm -hmm. to talk shit with on um, posts that are going viral. And That's not even they because they have a basis to stand on. It's literally because they see the the popularity from this particular post. So they mm -hmm. want to comment some bullshit with like no type of um, anything to back it up. So that's what and we always experience. And when it, to, to bring it back full circle to this moment, it's like a lot of them were like, oh, it's not just about the gay thing, uh, the black thing or the critical race thing. It's about the gay yeah. thing. Like, like why? why That's that like saying all lives matter when you say black mm -hmm. lives matter. That's literally yes. what it is. It's like, honestly, it makes me, if anything, it makes me more um, compassionate for our, our gay brothers and sisters because it's like, What's wrong with them having stories being told? What's wrong with Black, Mexican, Hispanic, white people having stories being told? Like, what's wrong with celebrating these people, knowing that they're marginalized? That's the whole reason that we mm -hmm. have uh, Pride Month. And don't get me wrong, like, I've worked at Target since, what, 2018 is when I first started working there. It was mm -hmm. always a Pride. Every single... Um, yeah, Target is known for that, right? Like, to make it... Yeah um an actual celebration and sell certain products geared mm -hmm. towards 
the LGBTQ plus community. So, and like it I wasn't said, just for was, adults. Yeah, it's for children too, because mm-hmm. you know, like children do experience that as well. And to bring it back to the um, point with the banning books thing. So in the last episode, we were talking about how there was a book that was written by Lapita Nyong'o and she was talking about her experience dealing with colorism. So Mm -hmm. that is a children's book being banned. And you can't say like, oh, it should be banned because people in our comments were saying like, oh, well, certain things children shouldn't be learning in school. Like it's, it's too inappropriate. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is real life shit going on. Like colorism is a real thing that she went through. So she wrote a children's book about it because she felt that when she was growing up as a child. So now that she's older and can write a book about that, who's to say like the next little black girl reading it can relate to it mm-hmm. and be like, oh, okay, like it's helping with her self-esteem and her confidence. Mm-hmm. So same with like the um the pride products and tech and in texas and target right like a little kid sees that who like doesn't really know how they're feeling but that makes them feel safe what's the problem yeah and it's also something that we need to look at when it comes to school shootings and different things like that a lot of those school shootings are emotion based so if we have stories that are assisting children with their emotions um helping them deal with real life scenarios and not just focus on math science literacy yeah, English, right like it's like it's a reason that we like to read reading and and li- and lifts our imaginations right so we want to make sure that these kids are getting outlets and sure this outlet might not be what you as a parent thinks is appropriate for them but what do you think is appropriate this is a call to action to not just those white parents who clearly are in these uh these town halls and these uh was it board of education meetings We need our Black parents to be there. We need our Hispanic parents. We need our parents of gay children to be there to represent what they deem is appropriate. And it's also also okay if you say, you know what, maybe that isn't appropriate. I agree. And what's what's wrong with, like, if you don't understand it, why do you feel like you have to say something? Like, if you don't understand it and, like, that thought process, don't automatically try to put it down because you don't understand saying like, Oh, that's bullshit. No, that's not what's going on. Like, how are you going to invalidate someone else's feelings because you don't get where they're coming from? Like you can easily say like, Oh, you know, or don't say anything. Like don't say shit. Like let them express how they're feeling and -hmm. leave it at that. Like everything ain't about you. And I feel like a lot of people tend to do that is make things about them just because they don't see how shit is affecting other minority groups. But I do think everything is about them. And I think a lot of people in this world have a very singular view, right? This is why when we do our elections and all these things, we're not talking about every single thing in the world. We're talking about the collective of what majority of the people want to talk about like if majority of people is focused on abortion that's what we're going to talk about you know how much other shit it is for politicians to do on a yeah. collective basis but they recognize like all right this is a sticking point to get me in the office so if this is what my it's constituents popular. want yeah because it even it. goes when it comes to politics and we're going to have someone on who does have um a professional point of view when it comes to uh, working in, in an office and holding an office. So he's coming shortly. 
But this is just our perspective. I feel like when it comes to politicians and things like that, it's usually like who they're around, number one, mm -hmm. right? Like the people who are um, funding their campaigns and whatever those people want pushed. So if they're like, oh, I want to push the issue with abortion and controlling women and women's rights and shit, like that's going to be the number one thing that they're going to um, campaign for, for their election. Who do so, you blame for that? What do you mean? Who do you blame for our politicians taking that approach? I think it's capitalism. Like it always stems down to money and control because most times I think when it comes to politicians, like it's usually what sounds good and how they're going to get the most money for mm -hmm. their campaign. Like I don't, I truly don't, the ones that I've seen anyway, like I don't think it comes from like a genuine place. It's more so like, okay, I'm going to run for president and we've had presidents in the past who have made a lot of politicians. They do this. Like they make all these promises when they're campaigning, they're going to do this, they're going to do that. And then when it comes down to them getting elected now, it's like, actually, um, I can't do this. Oh, this is in the way. So it's like, well, then why say this was something that you were going to make a change for? And then you get into office saying, now you realize you can't actually make the fucking change. I think they always know from the beginning because they are a politician. So they know how shit works behind the scenes. So I just think it's bullshit. And it's like, whatever sounds good, whatever's trending, whatever they feel like will get them the most uh, resources. Now, what I don't think is bullshit is if you are gay, accept it, you know? Don't don't dilly dally. I don't think it's no dilly dallying <laughs> when it comes to being a, being a man. At least. Maybe maybe with women, y'all might be able to get away with you know having a, a fun time. But as a man, it's okay, my brother. If you gay, you gay. We understand. All it takes is one time. It's like the black. If you black in America, all but you need why is, one is it why is it one time though for guys? Because you're talking about how with women, a woman can try. Of other woman, right? Like mm -hmm. sexual interactions with another woman and not be considered gay or lesbian. But with okay. a guy, it's not the same. Why is it not the same from your perspective? First off, I don't care as a man. If you do whatever you do with another man, it don't affect me none. As a woman, I think that's where the difference is made, right? If if I'm dating a woman and she's like, you know, back in the day, I used to be lesbian or, or I'm currently lesbian or I kissed a girl or it's like, as a man, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. if anything, if anything, that's attractive to me. But let a man tell you, yeah, I sucked a nigga dick before. I've actually had a situation like that before. Okay, tell me, tell me how that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I had an ex, not my previous ex, but like, if I've only had two boyfriends, then oh, and I that. That <laughs> yeah, anyway, <laughs> I just want to be clear. So, we were actually having this conversation where um, I was actually still in college and he was asking me if I ever had an interaction with a female. And I was like, no. Then I asked him the exact same question just because like, he just, and I know you can't judge a book off of its cover, but he gave very masculine energy, right? Mm -hmm. So he was like, oh, I had a guy give me head before. And that was it. 
So it it completely like shifted the energy in the room, right? Okay. Like, how did you I, feel? I think he, so I think he saw my face because I mm-hmm. was like, really? Just because I didn't expect him to say that. So when he saw my reaction, he instantly changed his answer. He was like, actually, I was just kidding. Like, you really think that was like <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, right. And the, but there were other little things going on that made me speculate stuff already. So for mm-hmm. him to say that, I was like, oh, okay. So I think it was more so like a cover up. And that's the thing, right? As a as a man, don't cover it up. If that's what if that's the truth, that's your truth. Uh, but but for being in a culture, um, so there are a lot of Caribbean cultures, right? Mm-hmm. Where like being gay is it's like it's like it's definitely against their culture, but it's like, all right, you're going to hell and like your your family will disown you. So he was Caribbean and I feel like that was you know, something that was something he would have dealt with. So I don't know. Yeah. I I I am very like open with my friends and family if that's who you are. Like I got plenty of gay cousins, um, male and female, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like you can come to me and you can talk to me about whatever. Whether it mm-hmm. was whether it was something that you did for fun, whether it's something you discovered whether it was forced upon you, right? Because it's been situations like that where, you know, that is what we've heard. So the hardest part is people doing it in secrecy and feeling shamed. Like, it's nothing to be ashamed about. Like, it is what it is. Like, I can't tell you how to express yourself sexually. Every single sexual expert that you will talk to will tell a man exactly where his G-spot is, right? It's only a couple ways that you can get there. I'm just saying. I'm just being honest. Only a couple. I've heard that before. Yeah, it's in the um, like it's the, in the ass. <laughs> I thought it was a gooch area. No, I think you got to go inside of it a little bit. Okay. Um, but at the same time, have it's you like, experienced that? I've never experienced that, and I'm very, I'm very particular about the type of sexuality that I want for myself, right? Because mm-hmm. I experience more than enough satisfaction, right? And I think I. I, I consider it the crack theory, right? No pun intended. Um, it's like when you first when you first smoke crack, it's this euphoria that's so amazing. How you that know? You, because I see it. You ever seen a crackhead? <laughs> Crackheads be trying to get that second high all over again, but it can never match that first high. A high mm-hmm. so crazy and so phenomenal that you're willing to go above and beyond and get it to steal from your steal own family from your, exactly right so imagine that sexually and now you don't want to imagine with... that i feel like that's that's too much that's like that's well, that's like to me that's like very extreme just because if you get that i think you'll always be searching for it right just because mm-hmm. it was something that like was so amazing so I never want to experience a situation where I'm just doing all types of stupid ass shit because I'm trying to just find that, that feeling high. again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's why it's, you know, the saying too much of a bad thing is bad and too much of a good thing is bad. Even when it comes to stimulation and joy, we go and search for all of this happiness. Like sometimes we got to mellow ourselves the fuck out. 
because we're going to mm-hmm. go searching for some shit that um, put us down a rabbit hole, no pun intended, that we can't get out of. <laughs> so, yeah. and granted, this is not an indictment on anybody who's experienced any uh, gay acts, right? If that's something that you like, if that's something that you're ashamed of, if that's something that you've done one time and never want to do it again, I'm not saying, yo, you are this or you are that. You are you. So Yeah, you know. I, but like for me, the issue comes when for from a guy's point of view at least is if you are having like these mixed emotions and feelings mm-hmm. about your sexuality and then you proceed to for example get married to a woman and then have children with a woman and now you are living like a dl lifestyle because that's also something talked about in the gay community mm-hmm. too because i do watch a lot of um not a lot but there's this one particular uh, series on YouTube that I watched that has like a lot of gay men on it and it's like a reality show right mm-hmm. and one of the things they always talk about is they mess with DL guys who have like families mm-hmm. so to me I think that's where the issue comes it's like well why build up a whole family dynamic knowing that you're doing a lot of these things in the dark well let me get a flip side not that I know any experience or anything like that but even in, in relationships as a cheater, right? You don't necessarily not want a family. You don't want that that visual of what you want to go to the family functions with or you want to be seen outside with whatever the case may be. Sometimes you just want to have your fun. Um, and if that's what they fun looks like, then that's what they fun looks like. There's a lot of That's side not okay, tricks. though. It's not okay because we say it's not okay. It's no, not okay it's because not it's not okay the norm. Because, no, no. It's not okay because you're keeping a secret from someone that you have committed yourself to. Like if you oh. are in a committed relationship or like committed marriage and you're having your fun, but there's no mention of that to the person you're with, mm-hmm. like that's distrustful. Is that a of word? Of course it is. I don't know if it's a word. It sounds like a word. <laughs> um, but of, co- of yeah. course it is, right? I'm not disputing that, you know, cheating is wrong. Uh, but as somebody who on well, you're podcast, saying you're saying like, oh, you're having your fun. Mm-hmm. You can have fun. Like, I'm not saying you can't have fun. I'm saying when it comes down to you committing yourself to somebody else while mm-hmm. you're having your fun and there's no mention of that fun to the person that you committed to. And then a guy who is married to a woman who has children mm-hmm. and because they don't want to come to terms publicly with who they are they would much rather do it on the DL. That's my point. Would you be more offended if your husband cheated on you with a woman or a man? To me, it wouldn't matter. That's the point. It shouldn't matter. To me, it's cheating. Yeah, it shouldn't matter. The disrespect is where it's at, right? So even the fact that they do it, I do think that a lot more of the secrecy is based on the stigma attached to it. Like, if you wasn't messing with a man, like... It's just like messing with an ugly woman, right? Oh, you cheating on no, me? No, I don't. I don't see. I do not see it different. To me, like if it's a man or a woman, like it's still cheating regardless. That's I think my a point. Lot of, I think. I think a lot of people get certain passes on certain things. Um, if if you cheated on me with Beyonce, it's like you motherfucker. I can't believe you cheated on me. God damn it, fucking Beyonce. Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess I think it just depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but either way, that shit is just crazy to me. But like 
my whole point though was just living in your truth like it has mm -hmm. it didn't have anything to do specifically with cheating it was more so like from us talking about the difference between a guy being with a guy one time mm -hmm. and then saying he never wants to be with a guy ever again mm -hmm. but he's still considered gay because he did it one time yeah yeah i i, I hear you now back to the previous conversation we're having talking about living in our truths when we have books that we can't read and we have moments that we can't experience through others having the similar experiences sharing with us how we deal with these moments right so if every time i think about the situation i can't rely on somebody else who experienced it now i'm going through it alone like these books these movies these tv shows they're just people that are giving me stories to make me feel more comfortable, right? But if mm -hmm. I'm not comfortable, how can I live in my truth? Like, other people don't get my truth. Other people will judge me. Other people will hurt my feelings. Now, I don't know how to handle it. Suicide rates in a gay community is a lot higher than in the straight community, right? So it's like, we really got to be careful with, you know, this ideology that, you know, living in our truth is easy. Not that that's what you say. I'm not saying that. But... Yeah, I'm not saying it's you know. easy. I'm just saying if you are still in that space where you don't know, don't put someone else through that trauma because that's what it's creating is trauma mm -hmm. for somebody else. That's all. Because I feel like when you're building like a family dynamic with someone where you are still unsure of what you want as far as um, sexually or whatever the case, I think you should go to therapy. You should take time for yourself. Like, why are you rushing into this situation? Is it because of like socially what it looks like? And because it goes back to like the Caribbean thing where it is mm -hmm. usually unacceptable to be gay if you mm -hmm. are Caribbean. So it's like you are building a facade of a family because it looks good for what your family wants for you but you're saying like it's trauma and it's all these and that but clearly that is building trauma also... for the other person yeah, yeah yeah and but the person that's creating the trauma for you is already dealing with their own traumas the whole exactly premise... which is why like what like why are you bringing another person into that How like am I a lot of people to avoid that by going to therapy talking to like spending time with like why are you rushing into this situation that's my whole point it's like because well, your family you wants you to let me ask you this if everybody that you love and value is not talking directly to you but saying in circles essentially that that lifestyle is wrong that that lifestyle is shun uh, shunned upon knowing that you live that lifestyle what the fuck is therapy really supposed to do all you're going to well, do is that, talk that about the also, shit you already that know. Creates, that creates depression for that person. Where, like, you're living a life that you're not truly happy in. Mm -hmm. So you're creating depression for yourself. And then, ultimately, it's going to show in different ways with your partner. Whether you mm -hmm. want it to or not. Because you're not living the life that you truly want. Which is why because I think a of, lot more... I think a lot more sympathy should be um, involved in these situations where somebody on the down low is cheating because it's not predicated simply on just a thirst for some pussy like a lot of niggas who cheat or men, sorry. 
a lot of men who cheat, right? A lot of that is just ego and thirst. But download dudes from at least my outside perspective looking in, it seems like it's a lot more. It's sad. Like I, I'm hiding. I'm trying to do this because yeah. this is what I really want to do. But it's I really sad. So it's um, a sad I, situation. The the worst part about a download dude is you don't know. Like I don't know none of my friends who's down low. Like I don't know if anybody is gay or like mm-hmm. either they tell us when they get comfortable to tell us, so you don't know. So it's like anybody who's living that life. You usually don't know you. until the wife finds out. And then she's putting him on blast. But which is also wrong because now you're outing somebody, you're increasing their trauma because you created a traumatic but experience. Can you them. can you tell someone how to react after you have created trauma for them? Yes, no. I can. I can. You can I'm not say you that, to but like exactly. You can tell them like don't do this, don't do that. But like you hurt them to a place that they never thought they'd be in. So you can't it's like saying how like you do a crime you can't you're not responsible for the the consequences like mm-hmm. there's gonna be consequences you just don't know what that will look like so if someone is hurt and they unfortunately put your business out there that's not the right thing to do right mm-hmm. with someone on blast but you created that trauma so now unfortunately that's what you're gonna get and this is why we need to go back and we need to have real sexual conversations from early ages. This is why we shouldn't avoid having these conversations in these books. This is why we shouldn't just lean on what our fam- like our family customs and our history and traditions are. Mm-hmm. Because in all honesty, I truly believe there is no such thing as right or wrong. It's a matter of what you've been taught and conditioned to. Like It's people that thought slavery was, was the right thing. And it's people that thought that generations after it was abolished, right? Because that's what they conditioned to. I yeah. can't even tell them. Like, it's not even a debate between him and me. It was if a I law. Talk about it. Like, slavery right? was in was an actual law where you could own Legally people. And we, Black people weren't even seen as, like, a person. It was, like, third a third of a person. Yeah, so, but I'm also going to, that was the liberals who did that. So I'm not even off of them. That we can have a history conversation another time, but that wasn't the racist who who considered black people three, uh, what is it, three fifths of a person. That was the people who were actually on our side. So that's a fact if we want to look it up. Nothing alleged there. So, um, but yeah, one thing that that more people in this world will be more accustomed to living is a vegan lifestyle because you know we all love to save the animals, right? You don't love to save the animals. You like your chicken. You know, I like my chicken, but I actually was talking to someone yesterday about this because I don't eat a lot of red meat, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't really eat a Me lot neither. of steak. Um, I tried to cut down on pork. Like, the only pork that I truly eat is, like, bacon. Like, I'm not eating mm-hmm. pork chops or, like, whatever else is made from pork. Mm-hmm. But the marshmallows? No, I don't like marshmallows. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but um I was gonna say we were just talking about like the animals that we have to choose from to eat. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, I eat a lot of chicken and salmon. Like chicken and salmon is like my go-to. But after a while the shit gets boring because it's like, how many dishes can you make with chicken and salmon? So a lot. Excuse me. 
Uh, I guess, but because Bubba I Gump was about to make things, a whole restaurant with shrimp. <laughs> right, but I would say, um, what was I gonna say? About how many meals oh. can you make with chicken? Yeah, so what I've been doing is eating a lot of vegetables as mm-hmm. like an a side, like an actual side. So I'll have like mushrooms as a side dish rather than like rice or corn or whatever. Like I'll switch it up. Mm-hmm. So now like I'm more open to like different kind of vegetables, like being a side in the meal rather than an ingredient to like a chicken dish. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. for, for me, I actually really like vegetables. Like I, I could, I can go vegetarian and vegan and all that stuff if I wanted to. But the thing is, I'm going to go vegetarian. Yeah. Vegetarian, like you're not eating fish or nothing. Like anything that was an animal, mm-hmm. you can't eat it. Yeah, like I can no. I can do that. Um a couple a couple years ago, it was like the day after Thanksgiving. <clears throat> I just decided, you know what, I'm just gonna go cold turkey vegetarian. Cause Nashima's been vegetarian for going on eight years. So Really? Like, I didn't well, know. That. Well, she's pescatarian. She'll eat fish and she'll eat shrimp and stuff like that. Um mm-hmm. so Does part she of it cook is like you like cook yeah. you chicken yeah okay. so it's like part of me is like to save money and to save the stress of making an additional meal it's like why don't i just eat what she eats because essentially mm-hmm. i do like i like vegetables not like i'm not gonna sit over there and eat it but it's like part of me i like eating what i want to eat like i don't want to be concerned you don't like restrict restriction yeah yeah if i want a burger i want a burger if i want steak i want steak if i want some popeyes i want some popeye i don't want to look at a menu and think what can i eat here you know because her sister is like vegan vegan i'm talking mm-hmm. eat raw celery in the morning type vegan like <laughs> i can't do that shit like especially yeah. you know i'm a former athlete so it's like even when i do it i feel weak like i feel like my body needs a little bit because you're so used to eating mm-hmm. the way you've been eating because you also condition your body how to eat too because i would say for me there was a point I think I was just eating too much salmon and mm-hmm. it just made me sick <laughs> where like I just felt I just felt like bloated and crazy and I was like all right let me give salmon a rest for a minute so now I'm gonna go on a quick little a quick little aside did you hear about salmon and how they can't stop swimming or they die no so when a, when a fisherman catches a salmon they have to immediately freeze it because the moment they start swimming, they die. Even when they sleep, they got to swim during their sleep. Like, mm-hmm. or they I die don't know that. Is this a fact or is this a it's legend? A, this is a fact. <laughs> or at least according to the internet, you know, as Dana would say. Dolphins everything are we very say, <laughs> they, claim, they claim that everything we say is false information. And I, I'm not going to lie, that shit is starting to piss me off. <laughs> Only because, and I've been trying to find this, but when I was looking for the setting for the comments, it said that our profile was at risk. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what that meant. Like, at risk of being deleted? Or what? I don't know. They're at risk of pissing me off. That's what the fuck they at risk of. Because yeah, all we're we doing is having a conversation. Like, it ain't that deep. Yeah, every every little thing that we're posting is like, no, that's not it. But it goes back to what we were talking about, where people are so self-centered and like oh this is the only point of view which is mine so if you have anything outside of this it's false information but like, that's because they don't your know. opinion is the only opinion in the right way well they don't know how to debate and that's the problem with people right 
everyone is I'm right, you're wrong. And it's like, you know, honestly, I don't really care. I just kind of like I, I, I have something to say. <laughs> I have I have something to say. Understand where I'm coming from the same way I need to understand where you're coming from, right? That's I've had a lot key. of I've had a lot of discussions with racist people, right? Um, being online, that's what you that's what you come across. I want to know why you're racist. I want to know why do you think this way? Maybe it's a legitimate reason why you feel the way that you feel about black people. This way we can unpack some things and uncover it and have a real conversation because it well, could be usually, something so fucking small. Right. And that's the logic way to think about it. But usually I feel like those group of people, they are closed minded. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they are usually um, su- white supremacists. And they think white is right and white is the only way. Not saying all of them are like that, but that's usually what you're going to get. So for you to want to have a conversation to understand where they're coming from, mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen just because they may tell you and then you you think, okay, well, let me tell you my point of view. And clearly mm-hmm. they're not that open-minded because they think one way of living or one opinion is the only opinion. And if you're against mm-hmm. that, then... Um, like you just aren't considered a person. Yeah, that's why I, I really just I'm not I'm not here to argue no more. Because back in the day, I argue all fucking day. I, I got jokes and I'm not afraid I'll just to be use deleting them. comments now. That's like, what I've been doing. But see I, I well I welcome disagreement. I think disagreement is healthy, discernment is healthy, you know. Um it is healthy. Is healthy. But it is. Just, but how you same... communicate that, though, like if your communication for disagreement is like calling somebody dumb or disrespecting them, to me, that's not the same as disagreement. Like healthy disagreement is like, OK, well, that's great. But this is why I feel X, Y and Z. But to call someone out their name or be like, oh, this is bullshit or discredit what you're saying. Like, to me, that's not disagreement. That's just you being an asshole. But that's the internet, right? And this is why on, I think, three episodes ago, when we talked about catfishes, I said the, the type of catfishes I want to get rid of is these little fake-ass profiles that come on the internet, these fences and all this shit, yep. right? They come in on the internet, and they got so much shit to fucking say, but wouldn't say it if they were sitting right in front of me. Or if they were using their own personal account. Yeah, because they don't want to get outed. They don't want somebody to call their job and say, look at this racist motherfucker right here. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's... It's a it's an old school trick, right? The KKK did the same shit. It's a reason that they wore hoods. It's a reason that they covered their faces, right? That's that's not because they were accident. literally people who worked in stores, who were your coworkers, people that you would have never thought would be a part mm-hmm. of these groups. Which is why I want to have dialogue, right? If you can sit here and you can talk to me and tell me why you feel the way that you feel. I'm not going to go to your job and say you are fucking racist because you're sitting down and you expressing yourself to me. I don't have to agree with you. I don't have to think that the way that you think is right or the way that you think is wrong. But I know that you ain't no bitch. The rest of y'all is some fucking bitches. So why don't y'all get rid of the fake profiles, put a picture of your real self up there with your real ugly ass kids. That goes back to (laughs) that goes back to what we was talking about. Catfishing and people not wanting to use their own personal profile because they don't want people to know who they are. So I think social media allows people to have these fake accounts. And it's it's fucked up because mm-hmm. especially with people like us where we have a podcast and a podcast is to 
um, be opinionated and express your thoughts and feelings. Like everything is not going to be fucking factual information or stuff that people are going to agree with. So um, social media allows people to attack other people online mm-hmm. without putting an actual face to who the person is. And they need to start recognizing people are allowed to make mistakes. Ain't nobody walking this earth perfect. You can disagree with us. Honestly, when we seen the social security fucking real, and we seen a whole bunch of people saying wrong, the wrong, I'm white, I'm black, like, cool. <laughs> like, but it sparked conversation. I didn't even know that was a thing on Zoom, to be honest. Does this, does this shut niggas off? <laughs> yeah. Like, what? We was going in. Okay. We was. Um, Yeah, so I was just basically saying social media allows that. You know, people to just, like, spread hate. Which you would think it wouldn't be like that, but that's literally the reality. But see, the thing is, they do their best to allow certain people to spread hate. Because I know on Facebook, I don't even be saying shit, and I be getting my account flagged and all this kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> and this is it's automatic. It's like words flag it. Like I said something about mm-hmm. oh you killing these hoes or something like that, and I got flagged. <laughs> or I, I think I said like yo, oh, shit. dropping bombs on them or something like that. Like it was like a it was like a basketball or football meeting or something like that. And I'm like yo, you flagging my account for that? And then you were review it, and it's like mm-hmm. oh we still we still see that as inappropriate. What the fuck are you looking at? Like, Mm-mm. like that's why my poetry TikTok got got um kicked off because I'm posting videos. It's mm-hmm. nothing showing sexual. I I recognize that that's TikTok's algorithm to not have sexual things on it, even though it's girls shaking all kind of asses and doing different things like that. <laughs> but yeah. I do a, a I do a sensual poem, and now it's saying, no warning, my TikTok is gone. Like that's crazy. It's like it, it picks and chooses and. It does because I know TikTok, like there's a lot of different kind of information. I'm not necessarily necessarily on there that often, but from what I've seen, like there's some shit on there. So mm-hmm. it's like, well, these particular people can continue to post this stuff. Why aren't they also flagged and their shit taken down? Yeah, because because they know that those people are likely high view getters high follower havers so they'll give mm-hmm. them a little bit of grace it's like boosie right when boosie was on tiktok and doing all that crazy not tiktok instagram doing all that crazy shit yeah mark zuckerberg is literally having conversations with him about oh this is why we can't give you your page back like no you don't do that shit with us don't do that shit with him right granted, like you talking granted, to the ceo of facebook <laughs> like granted we want boosie to have his instagram because boosie did a lot during the pandemic, Boosie did a lot to boost what Instagram was actually doing on some real subtle shit. So I give him his props and respect on that. But don't show this double standard to people who are trying to come up in the media, the media game or the content creation game. Like we don't necessarily want to play ignorant, but at the same yeah. time, we don't we don't know all the rules and regulations. We don't know every word that's flagged, everything that's flagged. Um, but meanwhile, this motherfucker could, could call me all kinds of uh, N I G G apostrophe. Like all this shit. Like, (laughs) fuck out of my face with that. Yeah. Shit's crazy. Social media is really like its own world. And there are times when, like, I'm not going to say all the time, but there are times where I'll spend a long period of time on social media scrolling because 
Like, I'm just stuck in, like, watching videos and shit. Mm -hmm. And then I literally have to tell myself, like, all right, I have shit to do. Let me put this down and get real life shit done and then come back to social media. Because that's the point, right? Like, they they have an algorithm that will constantly show you shit that you like or you may be interested in to keep you on there. Mm -hmm. So you just got to remember that there's real life shit going on and stuff has to be done in your real life and not spend hours on social media but do you know that the algorithm isn't limited to social media that same algorithm happens in casinos and in supermarkets right mm -hmm. so when you walk into target target is mapped in a certain way where you are going to walk that same path every single time like granted there's anomalies but generally speaking that's the algorithm of how targets are laid out casinos are laid out the same way if you ever go in a casino there are no clocks you cannot find a clock, not one place in the casino, nor windows, because they don't <laughs> want you to recognize that time is real. They want you to be in there all day. Mm -hmm. Oh, find it's a like flashing lights. It's yeah, really find like a flashing lights. Hear the noise. See the money. See the opportunity. Stay here. Stay here. Because that gets here. addicting. Um, and the internet I know is the certain, same way. Yeah, certain stores. I don't know if Target does this, but certain stores they'll release an aroma that's supposed to like make you comfortable it's like a lot of psychological shit mm -hmm. where it'll make you like want to shop more and buy shit that's also why with target like you never buy just one thing right like you mm -hmm. usually buy a whole bunch of shit that you don't necessarily need at least i always do but that's all program and that's all done meticulously mm -hmm. um even with when you go in an aisle right and every, let's say an aisle has like a bunch of lotion in the fucking aisle so certain stuff is placed at eye level because they want that to sell more than shit that's either all the way at the bottom or all the way at the top of the shelf. So mm -hmm. yeah, all of that shit is done like very strategically um, based off the consumer and shit that they want you to buy. Well, one thing I can say is Walmart does not have an aroma in their store, but Funk and Must. <laughs> Walmart stink. Yo, <laughs> I don't remember the last time I was to Walmart. I, I hate even stepping foot in there. The crazy part is Jaden. He, I like Walmart over Target because you know that shit pisses me off, and he'll just do it on purpose. Yeah. I'm like, nah, we don't go in there. Like when I, I was I'm not younger, gonna... I used to, because my parents went to Walmart. So nah. yeah, once I discovered Target, I was like, oh shit, like this is my vibe. <laughs> I I think I was living on my own for the first time, and then I just went to Target. And I'm like, yo, this shit. I ain't never know. It's so fun. Like it's just. It's so here. fun. <laughs> I think for me, like the number one thing that attracts me to Target is my favorite color is red. Well, so they said that's see, also like, a part of it. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. that is a color that makes you want to want to go in there. Yeah. So the fact that it's my favorite color and the store is just like more organized and usually is quiet. Like I could be in there for like two hours. Yeah, and they say like the 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 logo itself was meant to be like eye catching to a point where it's a bullseye. Like you you need to go there. You like need to that's go it. here. Yep. Um, and then they said they they even revamped it subtly because it now reminds people of GPS. Like when you finally reach a destination, so it's like all of this psychological shit that goes into how you shop, how you mm -hmm. think, how you act, whether it's social media or real life. Um, so the fact that all these people want to affect that shopping experience over some shit as simple as transgender kids it's like yo get over yourself like it's not that deep like just let people shop in peace i don't need you boycotting 
So yeah, everything I actually, doesn't need to be fake outrage. That's what I it actually, is. I actually talked to my um former coworker because obviously y'all know I used to work at Target. Sorry for the jiggling, jangling. Um, and I was like, yeah. So what's like what's happening with Pride? Like, cause you know I had two gay um assistant managers with me. Like we, it was it was four of us. It was a a black girl, two gay guys, and me. Um, one was very flamboyant gay. One was very you know uh conservative gay, right? So it was a different dynamic. It was a crazy conversations all the time. So I texted them. I'm like, you know, how are y'all dealing with, you know, pride going all crazy? They're like, you know, no customers are coming in acting crazy. They're just leaving reviews. And these reviews affect their overall satisfaction scores. And these are things that these retail companies are really looking at, especially from a management perspective. That can get somebody fired. Like, yeah, if reviews, your overall, yeah. yeah, if your overall satisfaction is low, that affects your entire year. That affects how much money you make um, because now all of a sudden your customer service is in the tanks. I'm not going to get that bonus that I'm looking for. Different things like that. Like, I don't think people recognize you're affecting the everyday man over something so fucking trivial. Like, yeah, I, I would get say it. This was like a recent thing where I feel like more companies are sending out customer surveys, like mm-hmm. to your email, whether it's... Um, a support call you have, you stay at a resort or something, like you're constantly getting a survey to grade your experience. And I know um, it was something that I recently reviewed because normally people will leave a review when they have a really bad experience. too. Yep. So something I recently reviewed because like the service just wasn't that great. And then it was like a manager who reached out to me directly asking mm-hmm. for additional questions. Because yep, they're trying to track to. down, yeah, to see like who exactly was that person that possibly needs more training, or this is just another notch to them getting bad reviews, so they got to let them go. So, yeah, that does affect the people who work there. As somebody that is a retail manager, I do think it's important for me to give some people some facts behind it because you know, facts is important, right? So, a lot of Allegedly. these, a lot of these retail companies. <laughs> They use this 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 service called Medallia, right? Now, the way that Medallia is scored is very, very unfavorable to companies, right? Because it's supposed to be honest. So mm-hmm. you get a you get a score from zero to ten, right? So let's say you had a bad experience and you gave somebody a zero. That's negative a hundred points on a score. Not zero. That's negative a hundred points. Let's say you give somebody a nine or a ten. Now you got a hundred points. But here's the fucked up part. If you get a seven or eight, you get zero points. So let's say you have a positive experience. Some things weren't perfect. Things that I don't normally give a 10, though. That's the problem. This is why I'm explaining Mm. the way that it's scored. Because most people like, oh, it wasn't They need to change that. Because most people are not giving a 10. Um, It was, I think it was either DoorDash or some shit where they had like happy faces. Mm-hmm. So one was like a happy face and then another one was like a straight face and then the other one was like a mad face. So the mm-hmm. survey was to pick which one you feel like made you feel the best about your experience. So it was just weird where like, I guess the straight face was just a neutral feeling. How mm-hmm. do you judge that then? Because it's that's not how a, these... numer- a number thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like happy faces. So what's that's behind how this... that? That's how the scoring goes, which is why it's very important for the people who are 
asking for you to take a survey to express that, right? So when I talk to my associates, I tell them, honestly, do the survey for them. This way, you guarantee that we're going to get a positive score. It's not you doing anything illegal. The customer is giving you permission to help them out, help them out. That's the easiest way to, to get a positive satisfaction score. Another thing that you should do is over explain it. If you believe that I gave you great service, please give me highly satisfactory. Right. It's a reason that you say that. I actually challenge my associates. I say, raise your hand if you ever gave bad service. No one seems to raise their hand, right? Because everyone, <laughs> everybody seems to think, yo, I gave good service all the time. Okay, oh, express geez. that to the customers. But because nobody yeah. ever says nothing, it still says, yo, take a survey at the bottom of every receipt. So the mm -hmm. customer who is not having a good experience. Who actually does that though? Like, I don't be like, I look at the nobody, receipts, but <laughs> nobody does it. Nobody does a yeah, survey. I don't get it to my because. email. To me, I'll do the ones that I get to my email. If it's on the receipt, most times I'm not going to do the survey. But um, we are at time. Mm -hmm. This was a very different episode, guys. I had and fun. was on Zoom, which was different. different. Definitely a different dynamic than in person. Because I feel like, <laughs> what's with the close-up? I'm Zooming. No? Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... We will try our best to going forward have an in person setup because this was a little ghetto, but we had to do what we had to do. Yeah. So, um, any last words? What we will be doing moving forward is we will be having some giveaways, um, especially on our Instagram. Um, we will be timely, make sure that we got some adult spelling bees or some quizzes or the some math questions. Yeah, some new subscribers. Right. <laughs> so different things to really try to just up the engagement online. Like we want y'all to talk to our stories. We want y'all to comment on our posts. We want y'all to share us. Um, part of that isn't just on us. It's on y'all as our coworkers. So we will incentivize it. We will make sure that we see y'all, highlight y'all. Maybe we'll have like a coworker of the week, coworker of the month, something fun. All right. Who doing um, that? I'll do that. You know, I handle that. You know, I'll pay attention to the, I'll pay attention to the yeah, scuttle. Yeah, that. Out there. That's a lot. So okay, um, I like it though. Great idea, great way to increase engagement. But guys, if you truly want to be on the podcast and joining our conversation, hit up our Gmail at w o a w pod at gmail dot com. Ask us questions, concerns. Um, we do have a few guests who hit us up. I gotta respond to those emails. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, like hit us up and let us know what you want to talk about and we will potentially have you on show yeah because i had a bunch of inquiries yesterday i had um some barbers i had some niggas with a lot Tell of them to hit our email <laughs> i told them i told them i told them they um, don't be hitting our email because niggas don't follow directions but it's all good we're gonna get people to follow directions all right um but with that being yeah. said we outside. We outside, and we yeah, out. Yeah. See a little delayed on it, but it's all because <laughs> I'm fucking tired. Okay, <laughs> I seen you. Why you? Why you got a yawn yeah. like that? Like, like oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sleepy. I did not do that. Yes. I was like Yo, to cover my mouth because I, I think that's obnoxious when people yawn and they whole mouth like you could see the back of their throat. To, I don't like that. That's fucking obnoxious. <laughs> so I cover my yawn. yawn. 
People you can't, can't but c- close it. Like when people sneeze, it's like, like that's fucking nasty. Like don't even <laughs> don't sneeze in your hands. Sneeze in your shirt. Just like this. You got no, that. In your, like in your shirt. Keep all your germs <laughs> to yourself. So so I'm supposed to get my chest all nasty? That's what I do. Oh, okay. But I be in a gym and I'm I'm about to change and take a shower. So but like I hope you're recording <laughs> I am, but like I don't care. I'd rather have my germs to myself than spread it in the fucking air for other people mm-hmm. to breathe. So, okay. All right, let's wrap this up. All right. Bye guys. Bye. <laughs> you know, you could so I'm gonna actually tell tell a personal story too, right? And I think this girl goes to me because of this, right? Um <laughs> we had met through a mutual friend at a birthday party. We we hit it off fine, right? So we had went on a couple dates. Everything was going good. Share kisses, you know, just small intimate things building up. Okay. So we had this one date, and I was gonna go home. She was like, "No, it's okay. You can you can spend a night." Yeah. So you know me, you know, spend oh, a yeah, night. Oh yeah, about to, you know, slide. So, um, she was. I was gonna sleep on the couch. You know, I was being respectful. Get the fuck out. I of was. Here. You know, I was no, trying to listen. Not. I'm a manipulator. So you, you got, are a manipulator. I'm glad you, you got, know that. You gotta work your way into the draws you can't just go to the draws so she's like oh no it's okay you can come you can sleep on the bed with me oh, God. i thought that was like you know an indicator that you know I could. yeah like she's right? like oh yeah she's with it so i asked <laughs> this is this is like man code yo can i sleep in my outside clothes or, you know is it, are you comfortable if i oh i instantly tell people what the fuck why did you I, have your street clothes i on? didn't i was going to take them off anyway but i want oh. her to feel comfortable oh you, you know to this say is it. a manipulation, manipulation right manipulation. so Got it. you want her to feel comfortable so, so sorry this is... <laughs> not the thing <laughs> so i get in the bed with her you know and she she's literally going to sleep so i'm like Okay, shit. We so now you contemplating like, yo, what can yeah, I like, do to like, make her? Uh, obviously, okay. you don't want to. You don't want to like force no moment. You don't want to be inappropriate. Yeah, you don't want to so, assault her. So I'm like, all right, I'm just. <laughs>